This is Inside the Writer's Head with Danny McLean, the Library Foundation of Cincinnati and Hamilton Counties Writer in Residence for 2020. The Library Foundation's Writer in Residence program promotes writing, literacy, and creativity while furthering the library's mission of connecting people with the world of ideas and information. Welcome to Inside the Writer's Head. On this podcast, you can expect conversations with writers and other lovers of books, journalism, libraries, and the literary arts. I'm very pleased to announce our guest today, Pauletta Hansel. Pauletta has been selected uh, by the Library Foundation to be the library's 2022 writer in residence. Congratulations, Pauletta. Thank you so much, Danny. You're going to be a hard act to follow. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Before we get into our conversation, let me introduce you briefly. Pauletta Hansel's nine poetry collections include Heartbreak Tree, a poetic exploration of the intersection of gender and place in Appalachia, published in 2022 by Madville Publishing, and Friend, Coal Town, Photograph, and Palindrome, all from Dos Madres Press. Palindrome was winner of the 2017 Weatherford Award for Best Appalachian Poetry. Pauletta's writing has been featured in Oxford American, Rattle, Appalachian Journal, the Anthology of Appalachian Writers, American Life in Poetry, Verse Daily, and Poetry Daily, among others. Pauletta was Cincinnati's first Poet Laureate from 2016 to 2018 and past managing editor of Pine Mountain Sand and Gravel. Again, welcome. So glad to have some time to talk with you today. Thank you for inviting me. So I, we were just chatting um, a bit about your um, career in Montessori education, which I didn't, <laughs> which I'm just coming to, to learn a bit about. Um, so, I mean, you've got, you have such a, a rich and long career in poetry and um, teaching writing. And so I'm just curious how you, how you got from, you know, um, Montessori teaching, working with preschool age children to becoming a professional poet and writer. Um, was that something I'm, I'm perhaps you have always been writing as many of us have since, you know, childhood, but tell us how you, um, just kind of the trajectory of your career. Sure. Yeah. So it was in a lot of ways, a parallel track, um, of, of teaching and writing, um, and of course, as you say, originally teaching very young young children and teaching through Montessori education. But yes, I've I've always written. Um, my uh, my parents, when they were alive, always I like to tell the story of my first book at age five or six when I could form the letters, but I couldn't spell. So my mother had to painstakingly spell every word for me to write on the, on the page. <laughs> so that's, that's, that of course is that memory is story and not an actual memory, but I began writing uh, really seriously in, um, in junior high. Um, in Kentucky uh, in the 1970s and was lucky enough then to uh, benefit from Kentucky's writer, uh, writers and poets in school program, which um, happened in, in the 1970s and 80s and so had some had some real mentorship around my writing, uh, went on to, uh, to college in West Virginia, actually Antioch Appalachia at a time when Antioch College was um, doing outreach programs and, and outreach campuses in, in different parts of the country and, and uh, found myself um, 
involved in a very active Appalachian writing, uh, writing community there, but didn't really trust the ability to make a living as a writer and making a living is something that I knew that, you know, that I would, would always need to do and always need to, to, to put first. Um, and so then the other sort of parallel trajectory is that my mom was, uh, ran a daycare center. She ran one of the first uh, daycare centers in Eastern Kentucky and in Breathitt County, uh, Kentucky, where I grew up. And so my work study job at Antioch was in a Montessori school. Um, and so I just decided to move in that direction in terms of my career, came to Cincinnati uh, to go to Xavier University um, and, um, and also continued to be involved in writing communities and particularly in Appalachian writing communities and taught um, for several years um, as a Montessori teacher and the director of a Montessori school, and then just kind of spun away from that and did a bunch of other things. I was a paralegal at the Legal Aid Society. I worked um, in uh, community activism and arts activism for the Urban Appalachian Council, and then made my way back into teaching and writing in, um, in the early, early to mid 1900s. 1900s <laughs> feels like 1900s I think the, the, these pandemic years yes they do stretch like on don't they <laughs> but, uh, the mid 19 the mid 1990s um, but you know I'll also say when I came back to writing and then moved into teaching writing the Montessori training has really continued to be the, the backbone of my philosophy and my approach to teaching. Um, you know, now we're not following necessarily the child unless it is a child who is, who is the writer, but that's uh, of course, as, as Danny knows, but others may not know that follow the child is a, is a Montessori uh, tradition, but following, following the needs of the individual writer um, recognizing that my own role um, as a writer and relationship to a writer is a very important part of who I am as a teacher, which I think is also um, you know, very much part of the Montessori tradition, the preparation of the teacher. And then the other piece of it is, I think, really that I use the, uh, the classroom environment as my main strategy for teaching, that it's, mm. you know, I, the, the, the community that is created among us, the community of writers is, um, is the, is, is how we learn. And I see myself as a learner, of course, in, in a classroom, just as much as the people who, who are who are the students? So it's it's you know I've I've come full circle in a lot of ways, although it's not you know not full circle to preschool teaching, but uh, full circle to um, to a sort of embedded knowledge of Montessori education as a way to to approach um, bringing other people to their their own best writing lives. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've mentioned on this podcast before, but this is one uh, yet another thing that Pauletta and I have in common. I was briefly a Montessori teacher 
at Clark Montessori. And, and a and great one, I understand. Thank I've, heard, I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard tell. Oh, thank you. I loved, I mean, I only taught for a couple of years, but it was um, changed my life in a lot of ways. I mean, and I can identify with much of what you're saying. I think the facilitation skills, because I really learned how to be a facilitator. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was yeah. teaching, but I learned how to hold important conversations and help, you know, people engage in the kinds of conversations and connecting to important information. Um, and of course I carry that into my work today. Right. So, yeah. Um, so you're a poet, but you have this experience hosting community workshops, I think really across genre, across genre, right? I mean, um, just if you could talk a bit about how, I guess the types of community-based workshops that you offer and, um, really how you decide, um, you know, what you want to, what types of learning experiences you want to bring to communities mm -hmm. around yeah. writing. Yeah, so I have been uh, a really a freelance uh, creative writing teacher for, gosh, over a decade now. I began teaching writing as part of Women Writing for a Change uh, back again, back in the, in the 1990s and, and, and early 2000s. Um, but since about 2005, it has, um, you know, it's mostly been as a freelance writer, teacher, offering programs either through existing organizations, you know, so for example, I was writer in residence at Wordplay, uh, I was writer in residence at, at Thomas More College, now Thomas More University, have done work for uh, the Urban Appalachian Council, you know, for other organizations who bring people together and would like to have, you know, someone like me come in and, and offer writing workshops. But I also um, just offer them completely on my own, you know, but through, uh, you know, reaching out to to other writers that I know through email, Facebook, you know, in person, you know, whatever, and um, and offering classes that uh, that people can attend, um, you know, over a period of time to uh, focus more deeply into their writing. So I teach poetry uh, and I teach memoir are really sort of the two the two areas that I'm uh, that I primarily teach on an ongoing basis including a class um, that's called Practice of Personal Writing, which is both memoir and poetry. So we offer, uh, uh, actually with, I'm working with a colleague on that now, Elaine Oland, and, and we offer prompts that can go in either direction, depending on people, whether or not people are interested in the more kind of compressed and metaphorical language of poetry, or if they're interested in moving in the more sort of narrative and expansive uh, language of memoir. Um, and then, Poetry I, and and I've been teaching that class or versions of that class for actually over a decade now. I started offering it through Grailville when I was um, was co-director there, and then when Grailville stopped offering programs, I just offered it in my house. And then when the classes got too big to offer it in my house, I rented you know space in in a in a community setting. Um, and then my other long-term class has been a the, from draft to craft poetry class at, at Thomas More University. And that's, I've also been teaching for almost a decade. And so with both of those classes, people come in and out. You know, I have some students that have been with me from the very beginning. 
which is a, it, which is sort of a wonderful challenge because it means I need to keep coming up with new stuff <laughs> to be able to uh, to continue to challenge challenge them as well as challenge myself and others you know come in come in new because they are just getting interested in writing or just finding out about you know about the program then beyond that you know sort of individual kind of want some one-on-one no well actually yes actually some one-on-one -on -one classes but or some one-on-one -on -one mentoring but some some one-time uh classes is what i meant to say so for example during the pandemic when everybody <laughs> was hungry for deep connection, even if that connection could not be in person. I offered um, a, writing, a writing workshop on formal poetry uh, as a way to kind of use form to write about um, very difficult material. I offered a memoir class on Zoom that was on Zoom and offered that on Zoom as well. And then also an epistolary, a, a, a poetry, epistolary poetry class, a, a poem as letter, letters as poem class for people um, who were interested in, in forming, in writing poetry, but also in forming deeper connections in the way that they could during the pandemic, which was through writing. Mm. So that's a lot of a lot of answer to your mm -hmm. <laughs> to your short question. I know, yeah. uh, but. It's, you know, it's, I follow my own interests and I also follow um, what I see as being the need mm -hmm. in the community at the time. And, and luckily, at least most of the time, they intersect my interest in, in other people's need. And, mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's a real joy of my work. Well, I'm selfishly really curious in the, the work that you do um, to support the creative process of caregivers. Mm -hmm. um, I became a caregiver this year. My mom had a stroke in January. And so I've been um, uh, doing what I can to support her. And when I saw that that's something that you offer a workshop in, I was really just glad to see that that's available here. And maybe I'll sign, I probably will sign up the next time you great. offer it. I would yeah. love to. But I'm also going to just ask for um, maybe just a couple of tips or some insights. Um, I'll, I guess I'll start with a little bit with my own background that um, my mom was diagnosed with vascular dementia in um, about 2012, and she died in, 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 uh, in 2018. And so I was her primary caregiver, um, although she didn't live with me, but still her, her, I was her person, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe that's the better way mm -hmm. of saying that's it right. throughout that period of time. And she very much became, you know, became my person during that time as well, because so much of, of, of my, um, you know, my, uh, my sort of my emotional life was tied up in being able to support her, uh, through this journey and to, um, to help her have as good a quality of life as was possible, which was never as good as I would have wanted it to be, but it was, you know, it was what, what I could do. And what, what I have always done um, in, in, you know, in, in the face of these, uh, you know, deep emotional experiences is to 
is to write. <laughs> and so writing is, is very much part of what, um, of what got me through, um, you know, with, with some degree of, of emotional health and well-being was to, you know, was to, was to go down into the situation, pay attention to, you know, to, to the changes that were happening in me, as well as in the changes that were happening to my mother. And so the writing practice that I had developed, which is very much about personal writing, journaling, poetry, memoir, was very much a support to me. Mm. Um, and it also allowed me to stay present to my mother in a way that I think I may not have otherwise been able to if my, if my thoughts were, you know, sort of always moving externally as opposed to staying, you know, staying open and present to what is there, which is what you need to do in poetry, mm -hmm. you know, is, is to, is to be, is to be present. Um, so palindrome, the, the book of my book of poems that came out in 2017 is a book about that journey. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a dovetailing of, of my care to my mother and my care, you know, given, given to my own writing coming together um, to create, you know, to create something that was external to, to both of us. Also during that time, I became Cincinnati's Port Laureate and so was doing, um, you know, offering writing workshops. And the first community writing workshop I offered as Poet Laureate was through the Alzheimer's Association, which had been a big support to, to me up, up until that time and, and after that time, where um, a colleague and I, Annette Januzzi Wick, um, brought together a group of, of of caregivers and offered writing uh, prompts, writing activities that were intended to um, to help people process both the you know the the changes again the changes that they were seeing in their loved one, but also the changes that they were seeing in themselves and provide self care uh, through this through writing and through processing and then being able to have a community to to share. Um, to share that experience with through writing. So the, you know, the opportunity of first going down internally, you know, into the writing process and then bringing what, bringing that uh, to an external community who was, who was experiencing some of the same things. So it's, you know, I know your work is really very, is very different um, because so much of, as, as a journalist, so much of, of what, uh, what you experience is, what you write about is, is your experience out in the world. But right now, you know, part of your world, <laughs> you know, is, is this internal life of, of your, of your mother and your relationship with your mother. And, you know, if, there is a way for you and for others, you know, who are in similar circumstances to um, to enter into that relationship through writing, whether it be journaling or whether it be observation, whether it be, you know, oral history, you know, with with the loved one. Um, I would encourage you to 
to do that if that if that feels feels comfortable and right to your you know within your own within your own process i really appreciate that i think um you know, I think all of the skills are still, you know, have kicked in. They never go anywhere, right? The observation, the stealing moments to jot things down. But I think what I just heard you say that I hadn't thought about was finding community to share that those yeah. little pieces with, because my, my work is so focused on publication, right? It's all about kind of you report and you write and then you publish. And I think that that's the change here that, you know, um, it's really not about immediate rushing to publication. Um, it's about sitting with the experience and also having a group of people maybe who have some level of shared experience um, to, to share that work with. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm doing that, that program now through um, uh, 55 North, which used to be um, Hyde Park uh, Senior Center. Basically, and so Annette and I are, are offering our, our program um, four times a year, virtually right now. Although we hope to be able to do this in in, in person again, and so that is certainly a community that um, that you and others would be more than more than welcome to to join. And it's a it's it's a, it's free, so that's always nice. And it's mm -hmm. also um, a situation where you can pop in once you know, if you need to, and then not come back in the next quarter or come back in the next quarter, you know, depending on, on what it is you need. Thank you. You have written a lot about Appalachian identity, and I was hoping you could just talk a bit about um, what it means to come from an Appalachian community and how those experiences have shown up in your writing and, uh, and your teaching. Yeah, so it's it's you know I when I began writing as as a young woman, very young woman living in uh, an Appalachian community, I did not think of myself as an Appalachian writer. Right. <laughs> you know, I thought of myself as as very uh, very urbane, and yet of course in in, in a sort of semi rural or, or small town small town community um, in which I I felt that uh, that I didn't fit, and so it was in many ways coming to Cincinnati um, and um, seeing the, seeing, feeling the, you know, the, the differences between uh, my own small town and rural upbringing and expectations and how that, you know, both did and didn't intersect with urban life that helped me in some ways understand that, that my, um, my cultural background was always going to be a part of who I was, no matter no matter where it was uh, that I, that I was living. Um, so it's I I moved to Cincinnati in uh, when I was in my uh, actually I was I was twenty, so in my very early early twenties, and so I grew up um, as you know as as a as a as a girl and as a young woman in uh in the mountains and i do think for memoirists and for poets that you know oftentimes if you are writing from your own personal experience it, it really is those those childhood those upbringing those family experiences that become the foundation for your writing and so that's what i have you know in a sense is that's what i have to work with if i'm going to write about myself as a young woman which i which i do you know gen gender and 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 um 
and sort of adolescence has always been a big part of of my writing, then I'm going to write about myself as a young Appalachian woman because mm -hmm. that's who I was. But when I moved here, I also got involved with the Urban Appalachian Council, which is um, since uh, kind of morphed into the Urban Appalachian Community Coalition, and and found out that you know that my you know that while well, my experience as being a migrant uh, from a rural, you know, mountainous community was in some ways unique to me because my own experience is unique to me. In other ways, it really wasn't, that there were whole communities of people who had moved here for similar reasons. You know, I came to go to college so that I could find work. You know, other people came directly to find, to find work. And uh, because of how Cincinnati is so neighborhood-based and you know, sort of defined by kind of geographic communities that there were whole neighborhoods of people who had mostly grown up, you know, at least the, the elders of that community had mostly grown up in a very similar way of mine as I had. And so I, even while I was doing other work as Montessori teacher at Legal Aid, that I still stayed involved as, as a volunteer and then later as an artist with those, with those communities. Um, and have um, spent quite a bit of time writing in adult basic education programs in, in places like Lower Price Hill and East Price Hill and in the past South Fairmount and even North Side, which was at, at one time an Appalachian community. So those, those, those voices um, are very much, those, those urban voices, urban Appalachian voices are also very much part of, of of my influence as a writer as well. And in terms of the library, I guess I would say a couple of things is that it's it, because I do have um, still so many tentacles and in, in, in those urban Appalachian communities, uh, my, my hope is that, um, that the programs that I offer through the library will be uh, interesting to, to people who are of, of uh, urban Appalachian descent as well as, as, as other folks and that that they will want to get involved and particularly um, the program that I hope to be doing a little bit later in the in the series which is is a memoir program you know looking at family looking at um, perhaps even genealogical material as a source for writing um, might be of interest to the community. That's fascinating. Um, well to the extent that you're willing, share with us some more, um, you know, a, 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 give us a preview of what you plan to be offering to uh, Cincinnati communities through this residency. What are some of your goals for the residency? Well, I, I, um, what I always really hope to do when I begin working with another organization is to, um, you know, is to kind of figure out what a little bit more about what that organization is and what it needs and what it has to offer and kind of what are the what are the exciting things that are already happening that that I can use creative writing activities to help um, help support and of course you know with the library it's you know it's kind of obvious that you know the library is, is all about reading and books and and resources and so you know one of the things I really hope to do is to collaborate with as many of 
the library resources that are interested in, in collaborating with me to, uh, to, to, to help the community um, you know, outside the library to be able to, to understand and, and, um, and access those a little bit more. So, you know, so I'm thinking about, you know, for example, it's one of the things I'm being asked to do is to conduct uh, four writing workshops throughout the year. And keeping it to four is going to be the difficult part because there's so many possibilities. But was it, one of the first ones that I hope to do is an intergenerational writing workshop, which um, could be done, uh, for example, in collaboration with, uh, with children's librarians uh, who are already, you know, uh, accessing and, and providing services to children and their parents who who want to uh, be uh, help their kids become more involved in, in uh, literacy activities and so a writing activity that would be both for 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 kids for parents for grandparents for any adults who are interested in in, in learning more about what's what's going on in in the child writer's head you know for example um, and then also um, from there to to um, to offer a poetry workshop and per perhaps hopefully followed up with a reading that might uh, attract uh, Cincinnati's poets in in the area and to bring them into the library. There's so many uh, poets in the greater Cincinnati area who've published books, you know that then uh, and the library is all about you know supporting and promoting books and so kind of getting getting those those groups together. Um, teen writers, uh, probably kind of moving out of my own comfort zone a little bit, because I know that at my experience of teen writers is that much of their interest is in, uh, if not in, in poetry, in, in fiction. And so I have some flash fiction activities that I would like to do um, with, with uh, the library's teen writers. And then also, um, I had already mentioned the, you know, the um, a memoir workshop that might connect uh, with the with the genealogy and and, his, and family history work that the library is able to to resource. And then beyond that, you know, it's I think it's I love what you're doing uh, with the podcasts and with the blogs to be able uh, to to communicate. Um, you know, in ways that aren't directly in person and, and sort of workshop oriented, but in in letting um, you know the greater greater Cincinnati world know about the writers that are here, about the books and resources that the library has. So I want to keep doing that, um, and I want and what I'm seeing is is much of that focus is is really being on trying to bring as many. Um, Cincinnati, Greater Cincinnati writers into the process as possible. So promoting um, promoting books that are you know are written by Cincinnati authors, uh, promoting uh, other activities. There's a there's a whole wealth of of readings and 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 other kind of workshops and writing communities that are happening uh, throughout Cincinnati that I could see the library. Uh, really helping to, to, to showcase and, and to communicate with their constituency. And you've done such a great job of that as well. Um, and I just hope to be able to add to it. Thank you. Um, that is all so exciting and it's making me eager um, to transition out of this role and become a participant, I have to say. <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> um, and I think that, I mean, I, I just love your, your focus on these 
these workshops. And I think, you know, um, library patrons are in for such a treat because you have so much experience hosting these, um, bringing people together to work on their writing together. Um, and I, I think that because of this pandemic and because of how isolated many of us have become, um, people are just really hungry for opportunities to get together and talk together and imagine together and write together and share, you know, what they're thinking about and what they're writing about. So. And the um, library is such a great place to do that. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, that is one of the things that it's, I, I just have to, I just have to say that, you know, I, it's, the library, a library is, is one of the few institutions that I can support just wholeheartedly. That's right. It's been such, you know, it's been such, the libraries over the years have been such a support and resource to me. I mean, from the time that I was a, a very young child who was so book oriented to most recently, you know, during the pandemic, when if it wasn't for the ability to walk to the St. Bernard Library and pick up books, I'm not sure what I would have yeah. would have done. It's it's like it's it, I will say, I'm not sure if literally is the right word, but it at least figuratively saved my life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, during the pandemic. And and so now to to be able to as as things are hopefully hopefully opening up a little bit more to be able to um, help be part of that reopening is just such an honor for me. So exciting. Um, I like to ask my guests uh, what they're reading. So what are you, what's on your bedside table or? or oh, I tell you what, days? a lot of, yeah, a lot of what's on my bedside table now is like thinking, oh, I can't wait to read this. I can't wait right, to read this. But um, the it's, I've been teaching a memoir class and um, two books that um, I have taught through that class one one is a is a well-worn uh book that i have taught so many times but but absolutely love is uh pat schneider's how the light gets in writing as a spiritual practice um, mm -hmm. pat schneider was a teacher and and poet and writer who died actually last last year or perhaps earlier this year but this book has been such a resource to to so many writers over over the years and and also to me and then um as a more kind of recent um beloved book is natasha trethaway's memorial drive just mm -hmm. the memoir that i had assigned uh for for my students and have i've just um been so moved not just by my own response to this book but to the students response to uh to this poet and daughter's life it's a devastating book i read it last yeah. year yeah yeah mm. um how can listeners follow your work i mean they they'll soon be able to find you right here in this very space <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> but to say it yeah it won't be long before uh before that can happen uh but my uh web address is um i have to look it up pauletta hansel that's all one word dot wordpress.com and so that is um that is where i try to keep relatively updated with with uh activities and um both in terms of my own my own books and publications and readings but also workshops that i offer around town great wonderful well, Pauletta, again, congratulations. I am so excited to follow um, 
all of your offerings this upcoming year and um we're very lucky to have you so thank you for thank taking you, time Jamie. yeah thank you for taking time hey. to talk with me today and giving us a little preview for what we can expect well, and we've been so lucky to have you. I will look forward to having you on the show maybe <laughs> maybe next year to be able to for you to share what you're what you're up to in your life after after the residency. I would love to. I'd love to. Right. That's it for this episode of Inside the Writer's Head. Keep joining us for in-depth conversations with writers and other lovers of books, journalism, libraries, and the literary arts. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to the Library Foundation for funding the Writer in Residence program. You can meet Danny at various events throughout the year. Learn more by visiting cincinnatilibrary.org slash writer in residence. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. And leave us a review. It helps other book lovers find us. Thank you. Thank you.